What's up everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Da Vinci Cases. Alright, so the way this works is we've got a clinical case followed by a board style question. So we're going to go through the question stem, point out the relevant clinical findings, take a look at the question and the answer choices, and then kind of divert for a minute and go through the relevant concepts to answering the question. Then we'll come back and apply those concepts that we went over to answering the question. Hey everyone, it's Sydney Weir here again. Um, for those of you who haven't joined us for cases one through five, I am a fourth year med student at UAB Hearsing School of Medicine, applying its derm dermatology this year. And I'm gonna be going through these germ cases with you. So let's go ahead and check out case five. So here we have a nine-year-old male presenting to clinic with sudden hair loss. His mother reports noticing the patchy hair loss one week ago after taking her son to the barber. The child denies any accompanied scalp pain or itch. The child has no significant past medical history. However, his mother does have a history of hypothyroidism. Vital signs are within normal limits and physical exam reveals three to four well-circumscribed areas of hair loss on the parietal and temporal scalp, as you can see in the photo below. There are no signs of inflammation, erythema, or scarring. However, we do see short broken hairs that narrow at the base, um, and these are seen at the margins of the patches. And there are no associated lymphadenopathy. So what is the most likely diagnosis? And we have uh, tinea capitis, alopecia areata, trichotillomania, traction alopecia, and telogen effluvium. So let's kind of break down this question, Sam, and talk about the high points um, to focus on. So some key findings is that this child has sudden hair loss um, and not gradual. So that kind of points in the direction of things like telogen effluvium or alopecia areata, whereas something that's more gradual would, would hint to us that this maybe would be something more like trichotillomania, where the child is, is very gradually pulling out their hair. And so it's um, not as sudden of a process. We'll kind of break down each of these conditions a little bit later, but this is just an important point that can help us sort of tease out which diagnosis is more likely. Also the fact that this child doesn't have any symptoms, specifically itch or pain, um, that can more point us towards an autoimmune sort of uh, picture rather than something with an infection. Um, so tinea capitis is known to be an itchy process. Um, things like seborrheic dermatitis also itchy. So another just a helpful clue. And then also the fact that there is a family history of autoimmune diseases. Um, usually in a question stem when they kind of throw in something like that family history of autoimmune, it's just an extra key to maybe tip you off that this is something more than an infection. Definitely be careful because they can throw it in there as a distractor, but just keep it in the back of your head. Okay, you know, they're giving me a history of autoimmune, so maybe autoimmune disease is more likely. Of course, in any dermatology question, the physical exam is super important. Um, and specifically with this child, we see patchy, discrete areas of hair loss without signs of inflammation. And then we also see um, signs of exclamation hairs, exclamation point hairs, and that's that um, short broken hair that narrow at the base, that's what's being described there. 
So let's just go back and look at the picture. Again, you can see um, just the well-circumscribed areas. They almost look like, just like perfect little coins um, on the parietal and temp temporal scalp of this child. Um, and so our differential right now, highest on the list would be alopecia areata, and then secondarily, telogen effluvium and tinea cavitis. So let's go ahead and just talk more about these conditions. So alopecia areata is a chronic autoimmune non-scarring hair loss, and it's common in children and adults. And what you see with this is sudden hair loss. So again, sudden versus gradual, just kind of helpful tools to help tease out you know, hair loss in children and adults. Um, so alopecia areata is commonly associated with other autoimmune diseases, especially thyroid and um, atopic disorders. And usually, you know, in a question stem, if the person has a history of thyroid disease, then that's like super helpful to point you in the direction that this person may have an, another autoimmune disease. However, you know, a family history is also a good clue as well. And then again, on the physical exam, we see smooth, discrete, circular patches. And so all of these pictures, you see those, you know, perfect circular patches of hair loss. Um, and we don't see any, you know, scale or erythema. We don't see really any signs of active inflammation, like edema, or redness. So that sort of points us more towards autoimmune versus like an inflammatory reaction. And then earlier we talked about that exclamation point hair. Um, you can't really see it on a picture, so they'll have to just describe it in the question stem for you. However, um, you know, if they give you like a microscopic picture of the hair and it kind of looks like an exclamation point, then they're hinting, hinting to you that this is alopecia areata. All right, so moving on to the other two things on our differential. So telogen effluvium is basically a non-scarring alopecia and it's characterized by temporary, sudden, diffuse hair shedding. And so I wanna really emphasize temporary here because um, this type of hair loss usually is triggered by something and then you get this you know, sudden diffuse shedding and then the hair grows back. And I will actually go back and mention that with alopecia areata, um, this can actually resolve by itself and not um, require any treatment. Um, however, in some cases, you know, it does require some uh, medications to prevent it from causing total hair loss. Okay, so going back to telogen effluvium. So typically with this disorder, you know, something metabolic, some sort of stress triggers this. A common one they love to test on is pregnancy. So after labor, um, a couple months, patient notices diffuse hair loss, more of like thinning all over the scalp. So that's classic for telogen effluvium. And you kind of just reassure them and counsel them that the hair will grow back. It's just kind of you know, your body going through this period of uh, shedding. Um, and then with this condition, you will see a positive hair pull test. And essentially what that is, is that if you apply gentle traction um, to the hair closer to the scalp and sort of gently pull out, if you pull out about six to 10 hairs, that's a positive hair pull test. It just means that the hair is shedding faster than it should be.
All right, so moving the tinea capitis. So this is an infection, whereas the other ones were not. Um, so tinea capitis is a superficial fungal infection of the scalp that's caused by dermatophytes. And the most common culprits of tinea capitis are your trichophyton rubrum and microsporum. And so with here, with tinea, you'll usually see hair lice and you'll, or hair loss, and you'll have um, itch as a predominant symptom. And then um, you can see on physical exam, we still have kind of well-circumscribed patchy hair loss, which looks similar to alopecia areata. However, you can see it fine scale and sort of a rough appearance um, with the hair loss. And typically if you get closer, you can see kind of small black dots from broken off hair. They call that the black dot sign. Um, and you may even see cervical lymphadenopathy uh, because of you know, the ongoing infection. So with that, um, we'll go ahead and just touch on other two causes. So trichotillomania we talked about is sort of a, it's associated with um, mood disorders, specifically anxiety. And it's where um, there's recurrent, repetitive and intentional pulling of the hair. And this is typically associated with things like, you know, I mentioned mood disorders, but also OCD, um, OCPD, which is obsessive compulsive personality disorder, and then BPD, bipolar disorder. And on physical exam, classically what you'll see, and this is kind of how we'll describe it in the question stem, is hair growth in several stages. So that's like major tip off for trichotillomania. And this is actually really common in kids. So we definitely see, you know, kids get in the habit of hair pulling, um, but you can also see this in the adult populations as well. Typically in a question stem, um, I've seen this in young adults, maybe around college age, they like to test on. I don't know, just if that comes up, you may see it like that. And then lastly, we have traction alopecia. So this picture right here actually corresponds with traction alopecia. What this is, is hair loss due to repetitive tension of the hair. And commonly you'll see this with specific hairstyles, especially in the Afro-Caribbean hairstyles where there's very tight um, pulling of the hair, prolonged pulling of the hair. So with braids or, or things like that. Classically with traction alopecia, you'll see hair loss along the marginal hairline. So typically in the frontal area, it could be in the temporal area on the sides or even the acetabular area. And you may see presence of a fringe sign. Um, so that's actually what we see here in this picture really well is this is the fringe sign. You have this hair loss here. You can see the hair being pulled back and you have the growth in the front, you know, where the, the hair is trying to grow back, but where it's been pulled out. Typically treatment of this is, you know, relaxing the tension on the hair. So less tight hairstyles, not as many ponytails, because if this is prolonged, um, it can cause permanent hair loss. And so that's just something that you can counsel patients or that might come up on a question stem is, you know, what's the best counseling for a patient you can provide. So just some things to consider there. All right. So going back to the question stem. So given that this nine-year-old male has sudden hair loss, there's no itching or pain. We have a history of autoimmune disease in the family. 
and we don't see any signs of inflammation, no lymphadenopathy, and we see those um, exclamation point hairs, best answer here is alopecia areata. So just to remind you, um, tinea capitis is, you know, an infection caused by trichophyton or microsporum. And typically you see single or multiple scaly patches with those black, small black dots um, from the broken off hairs. Alopecia, we talked about this one, um, discrete circular patches of hair loss. Trichotillomania, you'll see hair growth in several stages at different lengths. We don't have the history for that here. Traction, alopecia, typically hair loss around that marginal hairline. We don't have any history of uh, history or evidence of you know, tight hairstyles or anything like that. Um, and then telogen effluvium, temporary but sudden diffuse hair shedding after a stressor. Again, they didn't give us a stressor here really that would make us think of this. So that concludes this case. And here's my contact information. If you have any questions um, or would like to reach out, please feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram. Additionally, I just wanted to make a small plug um, for the UAB Digital Dermatology Atlas. So all of the images that we use in this presentation came from this atlas, which is a free online resource for med students to have access to high quality photos of common skin conditions across diverse skin types. So um, please check out the website. It's a really great learning resource. And um, thank you so much for your attention. All right, that's all I have for you this time. Be sure to check out all the DaVinci Cases videos available on our YouTube channel and our website, dviacademy.com. The PDF notes for every DaVinci Cases is also available on our website. Also be sure to check out our podcast, The DaVinci Hour, where we interview attendings and residents across medicine to learn more about their experiences, their specialties, and to get their insights on navigating a career in medicine. You can find The DaVinci Hour podcast on our website or any platform where podcasts are found. Lastly, you can find all of our video courses and corresponding outline format books on our website. Don't forget to use the discount code DC20 for 20% off.